0: Hiring is a decision that can come with a lot of good and a lot of bad. Sometimes you find the person who can handle your every need. Other times, you are left wondering how fast you can replace them. Of course, not all hiring decisions are made with care and consideration. Some people will hire anyone just to fill a position. And... Sometimes, that gets him killed. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 1879 murder of Julia Martha Thomas, commonly referred to as the Barnes Mystery and the Richmond Murder. This terrible crime shook London in the late 1800s, thoroughly freaking out everyone in the area because of its brutality. Julia Martha Thomas was a woman who had already lost two husbands in her 54 years of life. I don't like to speak ill of the dead, but it is unclear if this loss is what turned her sour or if she always had a less-than-pleasant disposition. But by this point in her life, she wasn't terribly well-liked. This former school teacher was living on her own and made the decision to hire someone to assist her around the house. In fact, she was filling this position... Pretty often, because apparently no one really liked to stay working for her. There are a lot of references to her temper, so I get the feeling that she didn't exactly treat her staff well, and maybe she expected too much of them, too. Either way, she was quick to hire anyone who would take the job. After going through a few different housekeepers, she hired a woman named Kate Webster. Kate Webster was an Irish woman whose criminal record first started at the age of 15. She was caught stealing at the time and actually ended up in jail for it. Her life became one scandal after another, especially when she fell for a fellow criminal and ended up single and pregnant. Back then, this sort of thing really wasn't done, and it put her in a pretty bad spot. She was solely responsible for making enough money to care for her child. So she started working odd jobs for different households. At each house, she would work for a while and steal a bunch of stuff, and then she would just flee the area and start all over again somewhere new. I'm not totally clear on if her son was with her or if he was being cared for by someone else while she provided the money in some kind of, like, Les Mis arrangement. I don't think he was with her, but presumably she was making money to care for this child. Webster was also not a pleasant woman. She was known to drink in excess and often got into fistfights. Obviously, this was all considered fairly unladylike, and it did a lot to paint her as a fairly violent person. When she started working for Julia, the fighting was nonstop. They didn't see eye to eye, they were constantly yelling, and Webster had no interest in being criticized, so it was not a good combination. After several disagreements, Julia made the decision to fire Webster. She even promised to pay her out for a few more days while she looked for other work. Julia went to spend some time with some acquaintances, where she kind of expressed some concern over Webster's temper. When she went home, Kate Webster was waiting for her and she did not plan on leaving quietly. As soon as Julia made her way into the home, Webster attacked her. She threw her down a staircase, beat her, and strangled her. It was a brutal and violent death, but it was definitely nothing compared to what Webster had in mind for all of this. Personally, I feel like there is no way that this was the first time that Kate Webster killed someone. Her response to having killed her boss was incredibly organized and it seemed honestly pretty well thought out at the time. She broke out this razor and cut Julia up into a bunch of smaller pieces. Then she took those pieces and boiled the flesh from the bone in her giant laundry pot before taking the bones and burning them in the fire. If she did come up with all of this on the fly, that is even scarier, in my opinion. Once she boiled the flesh from the bones, she took the remains and threw them in a bag, pretty much everything but Julia's head. When she was finally done with all the work, after several days, she moved on to the next part of her plan, which was making sure that no one knew that Julia was missing at all. To do this, she actually put on her clothes and literally pretended to be her. Once she felt fairly confident that no one was going to come looking for Julia, she threw the remains into the Thames. The remains, at least some of them, were popping up randomly, starting one day after she threw them in the river. Police were scrambling to find out who could commit such a horrible crime, but they had no way of even knowing who the victim was because there wasn't a head. While all of this is going on and the news is being spread, Webster just continued to pretend to be Julia. While she was assuming her identity, she actually started to sell Julia's belongings to make more money before she took off. And to make matters infinitely worse, rumors actually claim that she donated the boiled fat from Julia's body to be served to children and tried to get it served at a nearby restaurant. For Fairly obvious reasons, a lot of people have related Kate Webster to Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett. Personally, I have to wonder what made her decide to not only keep, but to try to use and sell the fat. Really, did it come down to money, or... Was this woman just sick? Probably both, but... Ultimately people finally started to get suspicious. A while after Julia died, some local movers accidentally spilled her identity to their employer. This obviously set off a ton of red flags, and the police were called in. Knowing that her days were numbered, Webster decided to cut and run with what she had. She fled back to Ireland, but it was not far enough. Police managed to find her, and when they did, she was even still wearing Julia's clothes and her jewelry. Police immediately transported her back to London for her trial. She started blaming other people for the terrible crime, saying that she didn't do it. And her biggest claim was that the murder was actually committed by the father of her son. The one who had abandoned her and disappeared. So I think it's fairly easy to see why she pointed the finger at him. But it really sounds like she just started to blame anyone hoping that they would believe her. Of course, they didn't. she was found guilty and sentenced to be hanged. So, in the end, she ultimately died for her crimes. But this was not the last that we would hear of her story. At the time where Julia Thomas was murdered, only portions of her were found. The primary mystery that people wanted to solve was where her head was. And in 2011, it is believed that they finally got their answer. One day, Sir David Attenborough, a famous writer and narrator in documentaries with a ton of other cool contributions, if you don't know him, had a team of people working on his property. They were building an extension for his home, a project that required a fair bit of digging. During their work, they found a human skull. And a little research from local police raised the point that it was very likely the head of Julia Thomas. It took them over a hundred years, but they finally found the missing piece. So, if you would like to discuss reasons to treat your employees better unexpected discoveries during home remodeling or why boiled human fat should never be a part of your diet feel free to contact me on twitter or instagram using the tag at that pod thanks guys